You are listening to an artist interview from Chirp Radio. You can find more interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Hey, this is Ninja with Chirp Artist Interviews, hanging out with Mike Lust today. He's got a new album out, Demented Wings. And the first single off of that is Danceteria. Danceteria? Am I saying that right? It's, it's Danceteria. And uh, it was the name of a club in New York City in the 80s. You know, it was, boy, how would you compare it? I wouldn't say a poor man's Studio 54, but it kind of was. It's kind of where all the, like, you know, the rats and punks would hang out as far as, like, a dance club goes. And, like, uh, so that's where Madonna, the Beastie Boys met Madonna. And Madonna's performed there. The Beastie Boys used to perform there. I've always wondered this. How do you pick the first single off an album? Is it just your favorite? I thought long and hard about it. I wanted to roll with just the catchiest, most uh, sort of unpredictable song as far as people who know me would think because, you know, my other band type fans is like more of a rock and roll, more hard rock. And I just like the song. But I also, I sent the record around to a lot of friends, a lot of people who's, a lot of people whose opinion um, that I value. And I was just like, pick the single. Everyone almost unanimously picked that song. And I thought of going with something harder or weirder, but then no, it just turned out, I want to come out the gate with sort of the catchiest song. I want, I want this record to be able to reach like a broader audience and as many people as it possibly can. So I kind of wanted to kick it off with this song. I started to get worried that it's, the song is so uncharacteristic of the rest of the record that I hope I don't fall into that whole thing like, yeah, I love that song, but the, re- the rest of the record's not as good as that song. So I started to catch the fear of that today. So for people who haven't listened to the record yet, what makes the single different? What's the tone of the rest of the record? I guess there's no one particular tone for the record. And that's sometimes my problem. I, you know, I can go to the song or I can go to the studio every night because I have a recording studio. That's what I do for a living. I'm a recording engineer. So during the pandemic, I had the liberty, we all did, of just trying to find ways to fill our time. And I thought, oh, this is perfect. If I can't finish a record during this time right now, I'll be really upset with myself. So I started going up there every night and writing songs. Some of the songs would just be informed by what I was listening to that day. It's stylistically all across the board. The one cohesive thing tying it together is the guy singing on every song is the same dude. And so it does have a commonality and a thread there where it's, you know, all my stupid Muppet voice on everything. If you do have 10 songs that are stylistically different, you could at least work with tempos and atmosphere and mood to sort of get the story arc out of the record instead of it feeling like you made a mixtape for a partner. When you finish that record, my favorite part is sequencing a record. You know what you want the first song to be. You know what you want the uh, first song on side two to be. And you know what the last song is. I love filling in those gaps and creating a story arc for the record with the sequence. So you mentioned Tight Phantoms earlier. Talk about the journey from that band, which has been around for quite a while, to doing this solo venture. Tight Phantoms has been a band for about, or a little over 15 years. So the original incarnation of the band, one guy left to go to college, one guy moved uh, out of state. 
we were a three piece. So I was left 2006, 2007 without my band, but we had so much material built up for a record. I had a lot of additional songs that I thought would be fun to do. So I just threw everything in the kitchen sink on our record Silk Prison, which is a 36 song double album. So talk about a song cycle and a story arc. That's two full length albums that are 18 songs a piece that really go all over the place. It's almost fair to say that the Silk Prison record was a solo record. You know, I wanted to keep Tight Phantoms as a live entity. So people joined that were really close to me and really tight and writers as well and contributors to my music. So I uh, wanted to be fair with this next Tight Phantoms record we're working on that I didn't just put a bunch of my solo hangouts on the record. Now that Tight Phantoms has gone back to feeling more like a band, I wanted our record to reflect that more. And I had a, a, about 100 songs. Some of them complete garbage, some of them in very like different stages of completion, but I had a lot of material. So I really wanted something to do with that material. And four years ago, I kind of went on a songwriting bender and I thought, wow, why don't I just do something solo? And so, yeah, I just went on this like kind of songwriting kick about four years ago and uh, my brother passed away and I sort of... Like that, which sort of kind of took the wind out of my sails. Like then I just sort of lost motivation. But then when the pandemic struck, I don't have a partner or, or children or anything like, like I was kind of left to my own devices when you can't see anybody. So I just started quarantining at my studio every night, basically going home just to sleep. So was there any sort of instrument or production element that you brought to this solo record that you wouldn't necessarily put on a tight Phantoms record? Not really. You know, I've always appreciated the freedom and autonomy someone like Beck has, you know? Beck can make any kind of record, and we don't, we don't question it, do we? We're just like, oh, that's Beck. You know, if he sort of makes his like sort of a Prince knockoff record, we, we think, oh, that's awesome. If he, if he makes a hip hop record, we think, oh, that's awesome. If he does a sad singer songwriter record, it's just like we give him that freedom. I envy that. And it's hard to have it in a band that's been around for 18 years that is known as a hard for being a hard rock band right down to the name ending in a Z. It's just like a lot of a lot of people are like, oh, type bands. I've seen that band before. I know what that music is. I didn't want to. I didn't want to think about people saying like, "Oh, I've seen them before. I don't need to check it out." Like I said, I wanted to reach the, the most broad audience I could with this music, so that's why it had to come under my name. So, do you think that there will be some live shows, live promotion around this record? You're kind of at that cusp of pandemic where artists couldn't do that for a while. Well, that's what's really funny, is that uh, I kind of I was almost relieved. That when you're when you play almost everything on your own record, you're like, oh my god, I have to like get a band together or teach a band this music. What? How am I gonna get like pull this together? I, I was busy enough. It was almost a full time job enough putting out the record, taking all the pictures for the record, and overseeing the layout and the insert. And once we decided it was gonna come out on a label and a physical medium, then there were so many questions that people looked to me for, and I was like, oh my god. I've never really thought about how to do any of this. I was sort of relieved when I was like, oh, thank God, right now I don't have to get a record release show together. I don't even have to think about putting a band together right now because I didn't expect the world to be back this quickly and I didn't expect it to happen 
to coincide with the release of the record. So I was like, ah, <laughs> But luckily, I am putting a, a band together with my partner in Tight Phantoms. There will be a live, you know, version of Demented Wings. And I can capitalize on the momentum of this because that's what I'm really fearful is if I don't put a band together and if I don't do, do it pretty swiftly that some of the momentum is just going to subside. I mean, you, you know what it's like when uh, someone puts out a record and you, you feel like you hear about it for a couple of weeks and then you just don't. That album cycle is over and you just you want to catch people while, while they care, while, while it's in the frontal lobe. Or just get your song on Breaking Bad and then the record goes crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I would love that. I would love if something, something like that happened again. Luckily I've, I've got a licensed in company that helps me with that stuff. So, and they helped, they were the ones who got tight fans into breaking bad. So hopefully that, that can happen again. I read something and I believe it was also about that track that made it onto breaking bad where you suddenly had to learn to play that live too. That was exactly what happened with that song. It was it was one of those kind of knockoffs that we just made in the studio one night. I don't know. I just wanted to make some wanted to have a guitar track track that sounded like post punk or or even like almost like the Edge or Old U two. And we were just goofing around and wrote a song on the spot. It just figures that those are the songs that like people pick up on, and you're like, oh shoot, now we have to. Yeah, we had to learn that song kind of. Yeah, you realize it's the one song on your Spotify or like or on iTunes that's that's actually really selling well. And you're like, well, maybe we should learn how to play this live. What is Demented Wings? How did that title come about? I just I like the word demented. I think it's a fun word. Um, So do I. And I've always liked weird combinations of words. I remember playing some of these tracks early on for a friend and he said it sounds like a demented wings like he was referring to paul mccartney paul mccartney's wings and it was just something i stuck in a notebook of titles like danceateria like a lot of my song titles that have no direct reflection in regards to the song or the lyrics it's just kind of a feel like more of an atmosphere a feeling like it's mysterious or mystique like what the hell does that mean when i was compiling the songs on the, on my computer when i had to label the folder i just put demented wings as someone to something to label the folder as. And I thought, I'll change that later. And it just, I didn't. I, I always do that. I always have like a corny lyric as a placeholder. And it's always like, oh God, I have to change that. And then you sit with a song for two months and you're like, ah, oh, that's just what the lyrics are now. No, that's, that's awesome. Well, Mike Lust, thank you so much for spending time with us today. It's been great talking to you. We've been hanging out with Mike Lust. The new record is demented wings and thanks so much for your time yes thank you so much for having me i really appreciate this this has been an artist interview from chirp radio you can find this and more interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts